alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. The blend masters in the building here to let you know. I got the game on lock and I'm ready to flow. I'm blessed with health, wealth, and knowledge yourself, yo. Just a couple more things you need to know. Spiritually give to socially uplift to have you leaving here smarter than the click that you kick up with. A certified baller that your man can't check. Keep hacking me, homie, and I'ma check your neck. I'm the king of the soft blends and two-top drop. And I be on it every day so the shit won't stop. Chop it up is the name of my show. While well, I break it all down to tell you how it go. I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. I said I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. Till I hit it with the alcohol, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it the That's right, it's happening. We're getting back here in the game. The world is opening up, the coronavirus is thinning out, and it's time for you to get that cut. Come on down and get with the Blend Master. That's right, Tate Barbering, the Blend Master. That's me. You can hit me up anytime. Area code 313 953 7326 for all your haircut questions, needs, and ideas. I'm the person you need to see. So you know you need to get with me. Holla at your boy. That's right. Take barbering. Welcome to another episode of Tate Barbering Presents Shop It Up. It's wild out here these days. You know what I'm saying? The whole country is, uh, you know, going at it, you know, over social injustice, you know. It started off, well, I mean, this shit been brewing, this shit been brewing for years. You know what I'm saying? Cops have been uh, abusing black people for years and see to the cops, they don't see it as abuse because they're trained to believe that we're, you know, less level citizens than they are you know what I'm saying they taught to think that and they had these training sessions you know pushing that agenda you know what I'm saying they they don't touch white people I've seen situations where you know what I'm saying you know white people do some crazy stuff and the cops avoid making physical contact with them whereas a black person can't even scratch his ass without getting shot you know what I'm saying? So it's way it's way fucked up. And you know, you you over the last you know, I don't know. Just over the last year, there've been so many you know, screwed up reactions to, you know, screwed up things that the police officers have used to handle situations that have gotten out of hand. And I I'm a, I'm a I'm a re, I'm a reiterate. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reword that. Police officers are taught that, you know, even the black cops. I've seen some crazy things by black police officers that, you know, I wouldn't expect. But I guess that if you want to force and you work with these police officers, you got to prove 
which side you on. I just don't understand how you can go into work every day as a police officer. I mean, it's not like they paying y'all millions of dollars to do this job. So, you know, no disrespect to, to your pay. I ain't going to even front on your pay. It is what it is. But my thing is to go in there and to join a team and start believing that your people are the enemy. It's like, I don't understand how you could do that. I don't understand how you can join a team that makes your people the enemy and then go out here and you inflict pain on people. Because think about it like this. Um, white police officers come out and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, because these police organizations have been started years ago. And if you understand the history of the police, you understand that it was made to, you know, deal with black people when they got out of slavery they started loitering laws. They started laws to just hurry up and get black people back into slavery because that's what jail is considered to be. I mean, you legalize it. I mean, you 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 don't necessarily you you dec- you, you you end slavery, and then you usher in the police force. Now, Dr. Umar Johnson and other political leaders, Claude Anderson, uh, Tyreek. Uh, 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 Dick Gregory been telling you this stuff for years too. And not to mention, you don't need these leaders out here. You don't need them because it's on TV. Everything that we talk about or complain about is on television so we can see it. So it's not like it's a surprise. It's not like it's an epiphany. This isn't new. And now some people may claim that, that it may be new to them, you know, but it's not. Now, my solution to police brutality is training. You know what I'm saying? If you're a police officer and you're black, your job is to be the liaison between the black people and the white police officers and just the force. And if you see, if you see a crooked force, come on, man, you got to say something, cuz. You are here upholding the law. You tell the world, your, your uniform tells the world that you are out here upholding the law. That is what your uniform tells us. But you are, you, that ain't always the case. And that uniform says a lot, but the law is only invented or created to control black people and choke black people out, meaning not necessarily physically, even though that happens. I'm talking about economically choke them out, make them uncomfortable, make them unhappy. If they too many of them together, then you, 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 you harass them. You know what I'm saying? And find out what y'all doing. Start asking for IDs and locking people up. And when they deny... See, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, if you deny a police officer any request, you are against the law. You are resisting arrest. You are committing a crime. So if that's the case... It's so easy to just get you. Hey, what you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Let me see your ID. I don't have an ID. Well, I need to take you to jail because you don't have an ID. Well, I'm not giving you my ID because I ain't doing nothing wrong. Are you resisting? I said, give me your ID. If you don't give me your ID, you breaking the law. I'm taking you to jail. You know what I'm saying? Come here. Let me talk to you. Stop resisting. Wait a minute. Why are you pulling on me? You're resisting. You're pulling on me for no reason, though. But you're resisting. So let me beat you up and lock you in handcuffs to find out why you're resisting. All these things work to get police officers to, um, you know, detain you. And once they got you in handcuffs, you at the mercy of their mentality. You at the mercy of their mood. You at the mercy of whatever they want to do to rectify this situation. And in most cases, it ain't, it ain't just letting you go. You know what I'm saying? Now, 
my plan, my 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 reaction or or my. I believe that a great solution. Number one, you gotta. You, I, I mean, you don't have to tell white people or police officers that the way they treat black people is wrong. You don't have to tell them that. They know that. Because, see, the idea is that you weren't supposed to survive slavery. You weren't supposed to survive coming over here, being our slaves. So, technically, to some racist people, being free as a black man is against the system. It is a failed system to white people. If you are out here living, driving cars, driving Cadillacs, owning businesses, owning homes in every community you want to, that's against the idea that the man had for you when he when he stole you from Africa and brought you over here. You know what I'm saying? That's not what we want for y'all. They started that in the 1600s. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want any black person to benefit from the sweat of a white man's brow. I think that was part of uh, Claude Anderson's powernomics um, ideology or breakdown when he talked about that. So you can look that up, too. And, and all that started in 1600 because black people were on, in this country. Black people were in this country chilling. You know, I ain't gonna say chilling, but they was a part of the country because they were here before the 1600s. 1600s came. They just had an idea that we just don't want to deal with y'all no more. And it started there. Then a hundred year plan was implemented, which was implemented by uh, Queen Elizabeth, carried out by King James. Look that up, the hundred year plan. You know, she just died before it can pop off. But the first thing they did was change the Bible. They got rid of all the books in the Bible that made you understand that they was talking about you. God, you are God's people. You know what I'm saying? They got that out of there and they whitewashed everything. They made Jesus white. You know what I'm saying? And all that. So growing up, the students, the schools, the, 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 the everybody involved in your education is responsible for teaching you this way of thinking. This is the idea that we want you to have. We do not want you to believe that this is what it is. Now, this goes back way beyond police brutality. I mean, police brutality was beginning because it's the only way. So, again, I'm, I don't want to drift too far, but I do, I do want to say this. Uh, my solution to all of this is, number one, when the police pull you over, you got to play that game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, you might feel it's some bullshit. And in most cases, it probably is. You know, personally, if I get pulled over by the police and I'm in the wrong, I have no questions. I know I was wrong before they pulled me over. I know you're not finna give me a pass. I know you're not finna let me leave without doing what you do. So the best thing I can do is just hope that you don't feel like whooping no ass today. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna make that easy for you. I'm just gonna give you what you ask for because the only thing a cop can really do is take you to jail until you start talking shit. Just go to jail, man. Take me to jail. You right, take me to jail for everything, whatever. You know, at the end of the day, if you didn't if you didn't go or I mean, if you if you didn't violate, if you didn't do anything wrong, then that cop going to look stupid. You can get out. You can go home. Then you can turn around and sue his ass. But if you get up there and think you're going to win a battle with a police officer on the side of the street, you're asking to be shot. Or you asking to be body slammed on the ground, kicked in the back, had your arm snatched out of socket handcuffs on too tight and snatched and thrown in the back of a car to seat back too far and then you got to drive your ass to jail 
fucked up. So don't give a cop a reason to put their hands on you. Don't give a cop a reason to show you that he ain't about that bullshit. And we know all you brothers ain't about that bullshit. We know that. And we know that they only fucking with you because they fucking with you. We know that too. But you cannot give in to that. You cannot give in to the peer pressure of arguing with the police. They got guns and they got backup. Now, if you were prepared to go and you want this to be how you end your legacy or you want this to be what you do for your fucking album cover, then all by all means, stand up for yourself and you do what's right. I got people that I love and I need to see. So I have to think about them because all you people that feel like, you know, they want to fight and kill and, and, and avenge. I, I can't be mad at you for that. That's a crime of passion. That is a reaction of passion. I, and just like if you go to jail for killing your wife for cheating on you, you might get a pass if you walked in and caught her because they give you a pass for crimes of passion. You got like the first 30 seconds to react to something that's fucked up. And if somebody happens to die, you may be able to use that in court and get off. If you got the right lawyer, but those crimes of passion, you can't really blame on the victim because, man, I didn't know this was, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm hurt. I'm distraught. I'm, I'm, I'm something mind blowing has happened to me. So I'm not in the right frame of mind. So my reaction is, 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 is emotion based. So yeah, it may not be fair. It may not be the best way to do it, but it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and I believe these riots are crimes of passion, crimes of passion. And the police officers know exactly what it is. Because if the police officers thought that we was just out here acting a goddamn fool just because the Pistons won, that ain't wrong. That ain't it. Every, every cop knows that every cop has seen or witnessed or dealt with some sort of racial injustice toward a a, 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 a criminal, so to speak. And I say criminal because as a cop, to bother somebody... They have to be committing a, some sort of criminal act to justify you fucking with them. So I'm going to call it a criminal. They are not criminals until they are proven to be criminals, but they're suspects. And most cops want to make certain people suspects no matter what it is. They may make me see when you black, they make you a suspect for having a nice car. When you black, they make you suspect for looking too nice. When you black, they make you a suspect for having a better looking girlfriend than them. When you black, when you, you know, they make you, they figure out what they want you to be a suspect for. You know what I'm saying? And we can come up with, so I got stopped by the police one time. I, they, I was coming out of, um, and I'm gonna be real with you. I was puffing on a J and I was pulling up to checkers. And right before I got to the window, I put it out, put it in my ashtray. And the lady that did my order. Now, first of all, when you open a window at Checkers, it smelled like Checkers. And I guess she might have smelled my vines burning. And she, you know, signaled the police officer. She signaled the police officer who I now know was parked across the street watching me, watching me. Because soon I didn't break any laws. I got my money. I mean, got my food, paid for me, all that shit. Got out, pulled off made the right turn, left turn, went to driving to make the right turn to duck back off into the hood because I don't use too many big streets. I always use side streets. Duck off to get back into the neighborhood to head on back to the house. And I got flicked. And they said, the light, this is what they told me, the light on your license plate was out. 
I'm like, how you, how you, well, first of all, I'm standing back here on the back of the truck with handcuffs on while they search my vehicle. They jive, they diving through my vehicle, tearing up all of my books because I was a college student at the time. And I might have been going, I was in HVAC school, so I had a backpack full of books and, and, and they was going through that shit. They tore all my shit up looking for weed. But when they pulled me over, I took my blunt and threw it out the window and they couldn't see it. So they didn't see the blunt. They might have saw me puffing on it. The bitch might have smelled it. And they may have even smelled it when they opened up my car door. But I threw that shit out the window before they got there. Now they tore up my whole vehicle, didn't find no weed. You know what I'm saying? And... I'm standing here with handcuffs on, looking at my motherfucking light on my license plate, and the light, both of the lights are on. They had no reason for pulling me over, except maybe the bitch at the counter signaled the dude, and the dude came over there, harassed me, took me to jail. I went to jail, stayed in jail all night that night. Yeah. Got out, and everything was dismissed, but I ended up having to go to jail for that. And I'm looking at this black dude climb through my vehicle, stepping on all my shit, breaking all my shit. I'm like, dog. Ain't nothing in there. I told you ain't nothing in there. We'll be the judge of that. And it was like, I got pulled over by one cop. I ended up having to deal with four police cars. Four police cars. And the only person winning my shit was the young black cop. He was new. You can tell he was new because he's pulled up like, yeah, we finally get to get somebody. And he went through my shit and tore my shit up and got out and got mad at me. Because it wasn't nothing in there. Looked at me like he was disgusted in me because it wasn't anything to find. I'm looking at him like, you happy, nigga? You happy? Did you find what you was looking for? Now, I didn't say that, but I'm giving him that look because, again, I don't give police officers no problem. Number one, most of y'all smarter than me. Number two, most of y'all scared of me when y'all pulled me over. I'm 6'6", 300 pounds. Y'all don't want none of this. So you think I'm a threat because that's how you see Big people, because most of these little guys have these, these, these Napoleon complexes and they go join police officers so they can go fuck with all the jocks that they knew and hated in high school. Now, that may not be all cops, but that's a few. And if you hear this and you one of them people, you know what I'm talking about. So, again, not to make this all about me. That was how I, you know, that's what I had to go through. Now, I didn't raise no hell. I went downtown and took that nap. But while I was standing out there talking to them cops, they had four lights flashing in my face. Four police cars with their blue lights blaring and all that extra stuff. And then they was looking at me. They was looking at me like, do something. And I went to go in my pocket for something. Surrounded by police. And all of them put their hand on their gun. And their other hand up at me like, don't go in your pocket. I was like, man, you just frisked me. You just frisked me. You know ain't nothing in my pocket. But... That just lets you know the level of timid behavior that some of these police officers are dealing with. Now, you can call it timid. I doubt if any cop will admit that they get timid at any situation because, you know, I just don't think they would admit it, even though I know they do. Some of them use that when they go to court for killing somebody by mistake. But ultimately, that's how that works. So anyway, you know. Do I have problems with police officers? I think that if you're a police officer, you should do your job the right way. Okay? You shouldn't let your peers influence you to be a fucked up police officer. Because you have a job that we have to have people have a job with. 
we have to have people patrol these neighborhoods and check on everybody and make sure don't nobody get burglarized or hurt or, you know, domestic violence cases get out of hand. You know what I'm saying? We need police officers for domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the gang shit, yeah. We need police officers for gangbanging. These niggas out here want to keep shooting at each other and everything. Cops going in and handle your business. The only thing is, how do you determine who's who? And that's the that's the problem. Uh, gangbangers. It ain't like it ain't like uh, uh, Cali, where everybody wearing red and blue and you know who they are. This is this it's different out here. So again, you know, first of all, just just ease up. Now, the current situation, and again. That that's how I feel about police brutality. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about that. You know, the police officers. See, see, you may not be, you may not be committing a crime. You may not be a fucked up person. You may not even be in the person they're looking for. Cause the man George Floyd, they said he had a fake twenty dollar bill. Of course, they went in that man's register and couldn't find one fake bill in there, and they tried to make it about that. But they made, you know what I'm saying? But that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. The man didn't have a fake $20 bill. So when you look at that entire video and you see them folks wrestling that man out the car, break his arm, put him in handcuffs. I ain't, they probably didn't break his arm, but it may feel like your arm broke when they're trying to shove them cuffs on you. Then they walked him over to the wall. Then they made him sit on the ground. Then they picked him up and walked him down the street, roughed him up in the back of that car, pulled him out, threw him on the ground, put his face right up under the exhaust pipe. There's a reason why they put him there. Put his face right up under that exhaust pipe and held his face right there until he choked out. The cop didn't realize. I ain't gonna say he didn't realize. He knew exactly because first of all, he was in handcuffs and he was down. The cop knew exactly what he was doing. I'm not giving that guy the benefit of the doubt. He put his knee on the back of that man's neck and held it in place so he can inhale all them fumes. And then the guy was forced trying to, I mean, whatever. I don't, I'm assuming the guy was trying to, to apply pressure to get up. Like, man, get off my neck. But you couldn't move. You got the weight of a fucking 200-pound cop with, with full weaponry with his hands in his pocket pushing down on your neck. So, everybody know, like, I, anybody know anything about exhaust fumes? They are put where the, the exhaust pipes are put on vehicles where they're put on vehicles on purpose because the toxic fumes that come off of an engine and a running car that's been running for about 20, 30 minutes is hot as shit, okay? Walk by one, and they had that thing pointed out the back side of the vehicle on the passenger side, literally at the ground. Because that's where they want it to be exhausted. They do not want it to be exhausted in the air because it's, it's, you know, it's inhumane. It's toxic. That cop literally pulled that man out the vehicle, put him on the street, on the ground, right in front of the exhaust pipe and held his head there until he died. That was strategic. That was premeditated. And, and, and it should go down as that. That should be his charge. Premeditated murder first degree he knew exactly what he was doing the look on his face with them camera and that camera when it was yelling at him from the curb you killing him said it all now i ain't trying to set off no fucking riots or anything like that but just telling you that story and if you ain't seen the video it should piss you off because there was i could see if the man was fighting and he ended up dead he wasn't even fighting b you had that man you had him in the car 
And you took him out the car and put him on the ground and killed him. You did that shit on purpose. I just think it's fucked up. And, you know, I'm going to say that and I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to take a break because I don't want this episode to turn into an emotional expression. You know what I'm saying? Them emotional expressions can get out of hand, too. So I don't want this to turn into that. So I'll just, you know, I'm going to shut it down for a minute and I'm going to go have a breather. And I'll be back with the ne- you know with the e- next segment because the next segment I want to talk about is just as important because I believe that the understanding or misunderstanding makes a difference in these situations. Hell yeah! So again, enjoy these sponsors, and then until next time. You know. Speaking about police brutality, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I've had discussions with people over and over again about what to do in situations with police. And my, my thing is, I, I have to agree with the words comply. And then I got people that will say, oh, so I'm a man and I'm supposed to just let this cop, you know what I'm saying, disrespect me and and, and, and make me, you know, in front of my... and yelling and saying shut up i'm supposed to i said well look man i feel you you only got a problem with a cop when you don't do what they tell you to do because they can't pull you over unless you commit a crime now i know there's people out there saying well what if i'm standing here and i want to fuck with you and he just want to fuck with me well i'll say this remember remember they started the uh they started a lot of laws just to fuck with people so everything that they could come up with to to have a reason to stop you, they made a law for it. When they freed slaves, one of the first laws they made was no vacancy laws and no loitering laws and stuff like that. Those are the first laws that they came up with because the first idea was to get you back into slavery. We've got to free you, so we'll criminalize everything you do. Soon as you break one of these laws, bring that ass back. Now, if you want to you want to get some good information on that, go watch the movie 13. And it breaks down how all we got to do is criminalize you and then we can get you back in slavery. Because that's what the 13th Amendment said. Now, you can look it up. But the movie 13th is on Netflix. It's a good watch. Uh, you know, just like all them other black history movies, they horror stories for black people. They horror stories. Because when you see them, it takes you back to a place where there was death and destruction all because of just pure hatred. It's just hatred. There's no justifiable reason for any of it. i say that again. There's no justifiable reason for the behavior that the system has up against African-American people, particularly black men. Now, I say the system because every time you talk about racism, you talk about social injustice, it always sounds like you're talking about white people. It always sounds like you're talking about white folks. And they always the first ones to get offended by it because they don't they, they feel some type of way. But at the same time, black people ain't going around burning crosses in people's yards. Black people ain't going around 
messing with white people. Black cops ain't going around harassing white people. And black cops ain't doing that. I mean, I you know, black cops might be. Because after what I saw yesterday, it's a man, and I'm going to sidebar this because I don't want to get too far off track. But speaking of police brutality, you know what I'm saying? A man, that a black man, a couple of black men, one of which had more than 20 years on the force, was fired. The only cop to be fired in all of this shit was the dude that committed the murder in Minnesota, Minneapolis. That person and the two black cops that snatched that girl out the car on Lowry Boulevard. Now here's my thing, man. I would never, I don't care if I was a cop. I could not put my hands on a black woman like that. It's probably why I'm not a cop. Now, the story goes that the uh, black cop, the black cop, or the, the, the car had a boy in it, that, a, a young man in it that graduated from Morehouse or a Morehouse student, and a young lady that was a Spelman student. They were driving up Lowry Boulevard, and if you know anything about Atlanta, Georgia, Lowry Boulevard is the street that Morehouse sits on, that Clark sits on. That's basically the college, the black college strip on Lowry Boulevard, right there. So the young lady, and you know, if you know that street, there's a white funeral home with black railings. That you can see in the background of the video. Well, they were driving down the street, Lowry Boulevard, and they had been telling everybody to go, stop, stop, and keep going, keep going. And so there was a fellow Morehouse, there's another Morehouse man across the street while they were driving. He noticed there was a Morehouse man across the street being hemmed up by the police. So he got, he in the car like, yo, let my man go. He can get in the car with us. Let him get in the car with us. Take him out the handcuffs. Let him get in the car with us. He'll come with us. And the cops was like, keep it moving. They said that about three or four times. And they kept insisting on doing that. So now they was like, all right, fuck it, you're going to jail. And they went to go open the door and the boy pulled off. But you pulled off in a traffic jam. And you only got about 90 feet. Now the cops pissed because they told you to go. When they said don't go, you stayed. When they decided to do something, you tried to pull off and you got the nerve to be trying to run from the police in a traffic jam. So they ran up on the car at this point, they ran up on the car like, okay, we gonna take this like that. Now they do have protocol for what to do when certain things happen. If you got a car that won't stop for you, then you know they teach you, put the tires out and try to break the windows and get in and get the driver. You know what I'm saying? That's the plan when you have a car that won't comply with orders and you standing outside. So this young man chose not to comply with the orders. So they caught up with him, bust all the tires out, bust the windows out. The young, the young black girl is in the passenger side of the vehicle. And she's sitting there with her purse and her little sundress on and her little tennis shoes. And she talking shit like, I'm getting out. And she opened the door and the cop, the black cop snatched her little ass out, tased her threw her on the ground, handcuffed her, and took her to jail. And the little Morehouse boy, they did him like that too. Now, that wasn't supposed to happen. If you a black man, now, first of all, they fired that, they fired that brother immediately. Now, you gonna go home to your wife, 
you've been on the police force looking at a pension, ready to get it, and you get fired because of what you did to a black girl that goes to Spelman University. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of a race riot. The black cop that beat up a black girl in the race riot will go down in history. And that's who you are, my man. You blew that whole 20 years of service on the force and then you go out. I'm not going to say the brother's name because everybody who's looked it up will know that. That's the only black person that's been fired since this all began. They ain't even fired the other three dudes that killed the brother down in Minneapolis, but they killed these two brothers and they get the other three death duty. So I still believe that, you know, and taking it back to my original point, when the police ask you to do something, just do what they say. It is about crowd control. It is about keeping everybody safe. Now, the police may feel that if you keep stopping, you causing the traffic jam. Keep going. Boom. Anything other than keep going. And if you do anything other than continue to drive, you are in direct violation of a lawful order according to the city of Atlanta, Georgia's penal code or whatever they say following orders from police. You are in direct violation of a lawful order. And if we don't tell you, to, if we don't you know, respect what we say, we can detain you. Technically, we can detain you. And they exercise that right as police officers to detain you. The, trend, the part where we're getting lost, the gap between where we're getting lost is how the police judge levels of force. All right? Uh, yes. The little dude in the car. First of all, young man from Warhouse, I'm going to give you some advice, young black man. Follow. You are a young black man on Lowry Boulevard, man. Follow the orders of the police, man. Stop playing with them people like that. You got that girl beat up, bro. That was you. You could have stopped that car and complied. Or you could have kept going. I get it. That's your man. But you you got that girl in trouble. Now, mind you, if y'all just wanted to go down and take an L for the struggle and, and all of that, you took it. Much respect. We appreciate that. Um, get what's coming to you. Go through the proper channels. Go talk to counselors and never recover from it. But you could have you could have avoided that by just going on and carrying on about your business. And young black men out there, yes, you can whoop every cop ass in front of you. Yes, you can whoop his ass if he didn't have that badge and gun. Yes, we all know this. And we know that you're not scared. But we need to know that you're smart. We need to know that you got your head on straight and you know that you want to make it back home. Think about your wife. Think about your girlfriend. Think about your brothers and sisters, your kids and your parents. Them 22-year-old kids, you think their parents knew they was out there in that shit? I mean, that's that's the thing. And no parent would tell, you know, I tell my son, yo, stay out of there, man. Stay in the house, be watching from TV. And this is my job. That's my job during this time of revolution. My job is to educate my seeds. My job is to educate the ones that I'm responsible for. That's my job. Because if if I didn't have any kids or if I didn't have anybody that I was responsible for, I'd probably be out there on the front line with my face in the place. Now, you know, that's just what protest is all about. We we go in it knowing that we're gonna lose some. We in it because we're we fed up of the ones we lost. So it's a legitimate fight. And it's a respectable fight. Go down there and protest. And, and and speaking of that, the protesting thing, we see who it is. 
we see that it's all white people out there. Now, black people gonna take advantage of free shit. So, you know, black people ain't finna, black people smart enough to see it. You got a few of these guys that get caught up in it and emotionally and fall in like the police car. First of all, that's an old ass police car. That one cop around there, it don't even have lights on. It is sitting in the middle of the street. Because it's sitting there, out of nowhere, some people came up and organized an explosion of that vehicle. And they tried to incite a, other black people to get into it. But see, black people know we can't get out here playing with them people shit like that because we know they ain't gonna shoot them white folks. They're gonna shoot us. At least that's what we think. We know that they're gonna have patience with black folks. They're gonna have patience with white folks. They're gonna slam us to the ground like the black man did the black girl outside the spell. They're gonna slam us to the ground, tase us, and take us to jail just to prove that they ain't with these niggas. We with the cops. And you know them cops telling them that shit? Who, who you with? Who you with? <laughs> who you with, baby? You either gonna pick a side. You brothers pick a side right now before you go out here on this, on this, on this, on this mission. And see, black cops, I'm gonna say this again. You are the liaison between the community, the black community, and the white officers, the racist white officers that you know are racist white officers. Your job, the reason why we respect you on the force is because you're supposed to be the one to say, hey, 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 don't do him like that. I know him. Relax. I got it. But you got to have some balls, B. You got to be willing to stand up against them crackers, dog. You got to be willing to say enough is enough. No, no, no. I'm not going to sit here and let you kill a man. I'm not going to sit here and let you beat a man in front of me because these are my family. These are my community members. This could be my nephew. This could be my cousin. So I'm not. No, that's going to create some problems, my brothers, the ones on the force. But you cannot be a coward. You can't be a coward and be a cop. A black man that will allow a black person to get abused by the police in front of them is a coward. You can't be a black cop and be a coward. Now, I do understand that there's some niggas out there that's willing to try that ass. And you have to meet, you have to meet resistance with enough force to stop the forward motion, the forward movement. You have to apply enough resistance to stop the forward movement. What that means is, you apply enough pressure to get control of the situation, not take that opportunity to get a few punches in the face and a couple kicks in the ass. That's not what you do. That's not fighting fair. If you fighting a dude as a cop and you geek his ass to the point where you got him and you can handcuff him, don't handcuff him and then give him 15 more punches in the face. You sustain, you, you get, you sustain, you get control of the situation. Stop the four motion. If you mad, you're supposed to wear it. You won the fight by getting him in handcuffs. If you mad, you don't go back and hit him no more because you're not acting as a professional cop. You acting like a thug. I'm gonna hit you back. No, he's a criminal. He knows not what he does. You're the authoritative figure with the trained protocol, the understanding that these people out here gonna be wilding, the train protocol, you never do that to white people. You never do that to white people. And white people don't do it to white people. I seen white, I seen two white cops get their ass with by one hillbilly. And he jumped in their car and pulled off. They didn't pull one gun or billy club. I saw white cops 
be a marksman and shoot a gun out of a white man's. A white man had a gun with his finger on the trigger, sitting in a chair, surrounded by cops with guns on him. And somebody shot the gun out the man's hand. If you was black, every one of them cops would have had a bullet in your ass. That's what I'm saying. Police officers need to know the difference between levels of force. I get it. There are, and I, and I get it. Now, I'm older, so I don't necessarily pose as much as a threat as would a young me would have. Number one, I move different. I, I swivel more. And by swivel, I mean I pay attention to what's going on around me. I'm, 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 I'm counting my steps because I understand what this is about. We are all playing chess. We are all playing chess. And them two black cops thought they was on the board. They thought they was kings and bishops. No, you were pawns. You were pawns. All they needed was for one black cop to show out. We're going to fire you and make an example of you. Ruining your life, B. You done wasted all your time being a sellout for the police department and your community. And I call you a sellout because you abused that girl. And see, a real man wouldn't have did that to a black woman. A real black man wouldn't have did that to a black woman. That black woman did not pose a threat to you. It was nine of y'all cops in riot gear. That girl was had on a sundress, tennis shoes with no socks, and a damn purse. And y'all snatched that girl out and threw her ass on the ground because you mad. That's not what cops should, that's not the type of cops that need to be on the force. You can't be mad. You have to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? And your frustration should be taken out on a punching bag, not on young black boys. Because you don't do that to grown men. You shoot them because you know a grown man will whoop your old, tired, fat ass. So, yeah, not wanting to get riled up or anything like that. But I needed to make those points. If you get into it with the police officers, let them have it, B. Y'all got it, man. Y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even going to front. Y'all got it. I was wrong. I was speeding. They stopped me. Because again, and again, you don't lose if you comply. You lose if you try to fight the police on the side of the road. You will never win that fight, black man. You will never win that fight, black man. You might get away. If they trying to jump you or you fight, you run, that's good for you. But if you just decide to be a Billy badass and fight the police in public because you just ain't having it today, I pray for you, young man. You got to play the game the right way. They Every single law that is out there is put in place to keep your black ass from being an upstanding citizen. Remember, the original point of them bringing us over here was for us to you know, be their slaves and build this country. They knew exactly what they were doing. They had a whole plan in place. All that shit was happening. Check out, check out Powernomics by Claude Anderson. It's on YouTube. Listen to it. Powernomics. And they had all kind of stuff going on in the 1600s. Black man, they looking for you. That's the reason for the law. And everybody joined that team because they want to join in on it too. They want to get some free ass kicks on some black people. And all you Mexican cops and Asian cops, okay, you niggas are niggas too. They just got us. The minute they get rid of us, they looking for y'all. And you know that, S.A.s. Don't get out here and think you one of them. You're not. You're just a pawn. 
they gonna make you stand there on the curb and keep all the niggas back while I kill a nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do with you guys. You wanna be on this team, you better pick a side. You better pick a side. I'm with you guys. Mexicans the same way. Don't do you think next, Mexican? They've been fucking with y'all for years and you don't you can't join the police force and then act like you got a problem with niggas. Who you what you think you are to them? They brought us over here. They had us good. But y'all coming over here infiltrating because y'all coming over here smart. SAs. Y'all coming over here with a plan. I'll come in and play quiet and work that bullshit job until I stack enough money to do it for myself. And once I do, I'm hiring everybody I know. Now we a construction company getting uh, contracted by all the young black house flippers in America. Shouts out to the Mexicans. I love y'all. I've always loved the Mexicans because I get it. I've met beautiful Mexicans. Y'all are hardworking, honest people, man. Y'all click tight. Y'all click tight and look out for each other and everything. And I get it. The world wants you to think that black people are the enemy. So the world makes us the enemy. And if you want to get in with the world, you got to be down with not liking us. But don't be fooled by that. We are God's people, man. We're God's people. They don't want us to know that. Dog, think about it. Think about it. Think about a lion in a zoo. They want to keep that lion. If that lion knows about who he really is, if he go met the lions in the, in the fucking Serengeti, do you know that lion will come back and eat every poacher in there? That's just like us, man. That shit is real. That shit is real. So, you know, again, you know, make the right decisions when you out there because your job is to get back home to your families and operate better. You, you know we can't have no fucking flaws in our behavior. We can't miss shit. We can't have nothing wrong. Or they going to lock us up. I don't think there's ever been a white girl that got locked up, got locked up for weed, unless a black man locked her ass up. But you know, black folks in the beginning, they couldn't even be, when black people started being cops back in the day, they couldn't arrest white people. They, they didn't let cops arrest white people back in the day. I wish you would bring your ass in here with a white man. And a white man looking at you like, nigga, you ain't gonna arrest me. What I like going to jail by a nigga? Cause it wasn't meant for you to be a cop. You a nigga. You weren't supposed to be more than a slave. This is a problem. And every cop represents uh, the industry. Every cop represents the system that is built and designed to keep us at bay, beneath the world, as slaves, trying to get every nigga in slaves, into the slave, back into slavery. You know what I'm saying? And they, they have different ways of infiltrating. And one of the main ways of criminalizing every black man is, you know, pitching the black woman. They they talk the black woman into throwing us into the pit with a lot of stuff. They'll get a world to a black woman. Just get rid of your nigga. Now, I ain't going to get too, get out too far into that because that's going to lead to a whole nother book that I ain't necessarily ready to open yet because, you know, I'm just trying to make a point on this right here. And this ain't over, man. This is a moment in time right here, yo. This is the fucking revolution, yeah? We in the revolution out this bitch. It's going down. Every state in the country is on fire right now. Because niggas been getting fucked with in every state. It's an unspoken code. Like white privilege is an unspoken code. Just like white racism is an unspoken code. Nigga, you better not ever. So again, do not be oblivious to it. I'm not gonna necessarily get into interracial relationships yet, but I'm just saying, um, I'm not negative. I'm not being negative at all. I am telling you the truth. 
I've been trying to wake niggas up ever since I've been on social media. I've been trying to wake niggas up ever since I've been on social media. I've been telling, talking that shit. Why everything about slavery? Why are you always so obsessed with slavery? Why are you so obsessed with oppression? No, I'm obsessed with ignorance. You niggas don't know about this shit. Let me help you understand. Now, everything that I posted about, everything that I talked about, I've been talking about get businesses, get a business. I started the group. I grew up in Detroit. I started the group. I grew up in Detroit because I wanted to make sure that their brothers and sisters in Detroit had a place where they can advertise their business. Everybody joins the group and everybody signs in. And if you got a business, promote it. If you got an event, promote it. If you're a photographer, show me them pictures. If you anything in Detroit, use this. It's 140,000 people in that group today. I grew up in Detroit in my now. You know, we had to we had to upgrade the shit because when I started the shit, it was like it happened so it was fifty thousand people in the first six months. And everybody was on it, everybody was posting, and there's no way you can monitor every post of fifty thousand people. It's just too many. Five thousand posts a minute. It's just too many, too many. And you know, people started getting blocked because they were harassing people. People started getting kicked out the group. And once I started doing that, because the people in, in my inbox complaining about everything, I just started getting sabotaged. I looked up, I started having, I came, I come to my Facebook page and I'm in jail for 24 hours because somebody been posting sex videos in the group. You know what I'm saying? Just sabotaging the group. It was working. It just niggas was getting in there talking shit and niggas talk back and next thing you know, boom. But that spun off about a hundred groups. I grew up on the west side of Detroit. I grew up on the east side of Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up in Detroit MI. I grew up in Detroit IGUID. You know what I'm saying? I got all that shit started because of my group. And I had to put people out. And I believe it still works. It's unity. Right now it's it's like a cowboy. It's like it's like being in a cowboys. Out in the wild, wild west. They are wilding on that. They talking so much shit. You can wake a dead man up. So join it. Go in there, join it, and just sit back and read. You ain't got to say that because if you say the wrong thing, they're going to be on your head. So again, go ahead and um, check it out. But again, I want to thank you again. I just wanted to talk about police brutality and just to put out there, you know, just understand you were not supposed to be, you weren't meant to be an upstanding citizen. You were supposed to stay a slave. And the whole world is mad about it. The only people that can really do something is the police. They've tried everything to eliminate us. They've tried everything. They fucking shot. They bombed Philly. They bombed uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They they burning the city down now. And they didn't kill countless men and women throughout this city. They beat police officers, beat on older women, beat on girls, little girls, beat on little boys, beat on women. These cops have no respect for mankind. And they just need to have a whole system revamped. And if it takes the entire United States of America to burn something in every state to get this point across, you got to respect it. We are in the revolution, ladies and gentlemen. Word. So I'll say that was my point. Police brutality know how to handle these cops, man. So again, um, I'll, I'll take that as a uh, as an opportunity. I ain't gonna keep talking. I'm gonna let that ride. But again, this is about police brutality. Thank you for tuning in.
what's up now? I'm a, I'm, I want to, in conclusion, I want to say, you know what I'm saying? We have to continue to work together as a people. You know what I'm saying? We have to love one another. We have to show respect. Continue to show the respect that you expect in return. Treat people the way you want to be treated. That goes for police officers and police officers. Man, get off that shit, man. Hey, ain't no black people out hunting police officers, man. Ain't no black people out trying to kill cops. It ain't been. Rather than it ain't been. But I will say that the revolution is in effect. And we don't know how this is going to turn out. It's going to get ugly. It's going to splash on everybody and, and, and handle this business. But eventually, it's gonna, it's, something's going to happen. What should happen out of all of this? They should restructure the, the judicial system. They should re-look at, re-examine that crime bill, fix that, and basically fire every fucking cop that's on duty right now. Just fire them all. Scrape the whole place. Just like if you filed chapter, uh, filed bankruptcy chapter seven, just scrape all that shit off. Start over. Every cop that's in the fucking police department needs to be kicked out and started over. Because if you there and you know this happening and you know you ain't doing nothing about it, you bigger than the problem. Bigger than the problem. So I say, fire the whole police department and rebuild them. Because right now you don't have no crime. And I think that if the word get out there, I mean, you're going to have a few people out there acting a fool, but you got to bring in new leadership. And you may have to fire everybody. You may just be able to hire a new leader and fire everybody with reports. Everybody with a citation for police brutality, you're fired. Because we got to get rid of this old regime and bring in a whole new, if we want the people to trust us. And we don't want this shit to pop off again. We don't want another fucking race riot in the world again. Again, I know it ain't black people out there tearing stuff up because we know how to act. Our parents taught us how to behave, but I ain't mean we ain't going to sit here and watch watch the show and record it. You know, for all the people on the front line, you have my unwavering love, respect, and prayers. You're taking one for the team, for the movement. You're taking one for the team. You're going to go down in history as someone that didn't sit there talking shit. You went down there and did some shots out to Kiki Palmer. I love that black girl so much just because of the way she sat there and talked that shit to that lieutenant. I don't know. He was an officer of the third level in the United States military. So in the Navy, that's a lieutenant and Marines. That's a captain. You know, they all got different names depending on where they at. But. She was standing there talking to that white boy, like, explain to us. You ain't got no problem with us. We got the problem with y'all. Y'all hunting us. We out here because y'all on that bullshit. Tell me you don't feel me. Tell me you don't feel me, Lieutenant. He like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. He got to the point where she like, well, walk with us. You don't need no, you don't need to patrol nothing. We not doing nothing. We just trying to march. Walk with us and show the president that you down with us. Do that. You don't have to treat us this way. You know that. You know this shit is wrong. You got you educated. You ain't no barbarian. You know what's up. She giving him that energy, and I'm giving that energy to every white person that think I'm crazy. Every white person that think the things that I've said, or the way that I've come about this, or the way I post on my Facebook page, or the way I post and the way I talk, the way I talk that shit in the barbershop. I ain't crazy. I've been trying to wake y'all niggas up for years. I've been trying to wake everybody up. Like, what are y'all doing? Don't y'all see this shit? 
And everybody like, well, why you got to keep bringing up race and all of that? Because it needs to be. And obviously, I was I was on to something. Look at what has happened. Look at what has happened. The world is on fire. America is on fire because of police injustice. Black people ain't the cause of this. Black people are the cause of it because we're victimized. And this is what the retaliation looks like. So to all my brothers and sisters in the struggle, I love you. You have my respect and support. My job is to put the game on here like I'm doing my job with my podcast. I'm talking my shit here because this is going to be up forever. This is going to always be here. You can always come to this episode and, and hear me talk my shit. And this ain't the last post. This the fucking revolution. I got plenty of shit to say. I just don't want to keep y'all tied to one episode for that long of a time. So, again, thank you for listening. Please uh, leave a comment. Uh, go to the uh, go leave a leave a uh, 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 what they call it a comment or a, uh, whatever. Inbox me. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you got any questions. Let me know if there's anything particularly you want me to address. Because I'm going to start hitting y'all with some facts. You know what I'm saying? So again, thank you very much for your, your time, patience, and understanding. And, and, and understand that this, this, is, this is for us. This is for the people. You know what I'm saying? This is for the people. And this ain't over with. And that's my conclusion, my folks. I love you all. Peace. As the summer months approach, our weather gets hotter and hotter, and the need for a strong air conditioning unit grows more and more every day as these months go by. The last thing that you need to do is worry about your air conditioning unit. So at Takes Professional Services, we have professionals on standby 24 hours a day, seven days a week to service all of your appliance needs. That's right, air conditioning, refrigeration, electrician, any problem that you can have, you can call Tate's Professional Services and we're there with A1 service, 100% guaranteed. That's right, EPA certified. And we are here to serve you. Tate's Professional Services. That's right, you can hit us up at area code 313-953. 7326. I'm going to say that one more time. Area code 313-953-7326. This is a nationwide service for all of our people that may need any concerns about their air conditioning unit, appliances, electrical needs, etc. Takes professional services. And remember, there are contracts available if you just want to ease the burden of having to worry about that unit at all. Again, takes professional services. Check us out, hit us up, and get on board. Girl, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt at all. Hurt.
won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt, baby. Nope. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol.